My name is Sarah, and I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Family Travel Radio is on the air. Welcome to Family Travel Radio, the official podcast of the Family Travel Association. Family Travel Radio is on the air, helping you discover the world of possibilities family travel has to offer. Well, hey there, my friend. It's Aaron Schlein, and welcome to episode number 17 of Family Travel Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about Barcelona, Spain. There's so much to do in Barcelona for families, and we're going to dive into that today with Nancy Dom Daly from Enchanting Barcelona Tours. Before we get to my chat with Nancy, there is a blog post I'd love to recommend for anyone thinking about visiting Barcelona. The post is by a friend of mine, Kirsten Maxwell. Her site is kidsareatrip.com, and she wrote a piece all about the best things to do in Barcelona with kids. Places to play, places to eat, what to see. She really goes through in a lot of detail some specific locations, specific experiences and activities that she enjoyed with her kids that I think will be a great, great starting point for anyone out there looking to to check out Barcelona to make that trip with your families. Definitely recommend you check it out at kidsareatrip.com. And I'm going to have that linked up in the show notes over at familytravel.org slash radio. Barcelona, Spain is family-friendly and a great experience for kids of all ages. Nancy Dom Daly is joining me today. She is the founder and CEO of Enchanting Barcelona Tours, which you can find at EnchantingBarcelonaTours.com. Nancy, welcome to Family Travel Radio. Thank you very much, Aaron. I'm pleased to be here. All right. You're joining us. Nancy is joining us from across the pond in Barcelona, Spain. I'm here in Sacramento, California. So we're able to to have this wonderful conversation from across the world, thanks to the beautiful technology we have here in 2019. So Nancy, you're originally from the US. You live in Barcelona now. Take us through that, that story. Go back in your history a little bit. Tell us about travel and how you ended up in Barcelona. Well, um, I'm originally from Maryland. And as a kid, we didn't do a lot of traveling or traveling. I think like a lot of people at that time period was uh, road trips to see family. I studied abroad my sophomore year in college, uh, went to London, and that was my first experience uh, abroad outside of the US. And it was life changing. And from there, Um, I kind of never looked back. I did go back to the States for a while, uh, for about a year, then came back to Europe to finish my college degree, and um, and from there on to Budapest, Hungary, for two years before coming to Spain. Fantastic. What was it about Spain in particular that not just drew you in, but kept you planted there for so many years? Uh, The people are absolutely wonderful. Spain's an interesting country because it's it's not bigger than Texas. In fact, you could take, put it inside Texas and kind of have space to move it around a bit. Um, but it's very mountainous, so there are lots of different um, it, climates. And in Barcelona, we're very lucky. We have a lovely microclimate where we have good weather year-round. Um, not beach weather year-round, but um, certainly nice sunny weather, 300 days out of the year. So that was a big draw, the people, the culture, and you reach a point, and I think you can ask a lot of people this, you reach a point where you see that your life is in Europe and no longer in the States. And if you moved, quote, back home, you'd actually be uprooting yourself to go (laughs) back home. It's a strange moment when that happens. 
Oh, I can see. Yeah, that is pretty fascinating. And where Nancy and I are talking here, it's February the 8th, 2019. And here in the, throughout most, a lot of the states, we've had a, a heck of a cold spell, polar vortex. So as you're talking about that 300 days of sunny, beautiful weather in Barcelona, makes a lot of people maybe a little jealous, but also maybe yearning for that, for that trip to Barcelona. So we're going to talk all things Barcelona, particularly Barcelona for families, because we want to really let folks out there know what a great opportunity they have to visit Barcelona with their kids. So with that, Nancy, I want to turn it over to you and tell me about Enchanting Barcelona Tours and particularly for those families. Enchanting Barcelona, um, I created the the company with an idea of offering um, very uh, unique personal connection tours. And uh, I was guiding at the time for other companies and I felt like kids were just completely overlooked on tours. And I thought, my gosh, what a shame. Parents have spent this time, money, effort to bring their kids with them, um, to give them that really wonderful experience of, of traveling. And, and yet on tours, these kids are probably bored out of their minds. And, and from that, the whole idea of creating family tours that are interactive um, came about. And from there, we just keep growing with new ideas all of our tours for families include scavenger hunts, which are age appropriate. So everything from small kids like yours up to, to teenagers. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And my kids, they're, they're five and three. My son is going to be six in April. We're taking him on his very first overseas okay. trip to, to London. So we're super excited about that. Really wanting to plant those seeds. And then hopefully over the years, just really ratchet it up and building on have, having those experiences build on one another. And Barcelona's on our list. We're going to get there. In fact, Nancy, my wife and I are going, going to be in Barcelona in September, but without the kids. But that's, that's nothing personal against them. Just a little getaway for us and our friends. Well, that sounds awesome. And I will give you a great list of uh, restaurants and ideas for you, things you can do while you're here. I will happily take that list. So Nancy, let's let's go back to those, some of those activities. You lifted, listed some pretty mm-hmm. cool things. Uh, the scavenger hunt being one, I absolutely love that. Let's, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Tell me about uh, those age-appropriate scavenger hunts in Barcelona. Super cool. Absolutely. So the the scavenger hunts are family friendly. Um, We're not sending your children off into the streets of Barcelona and waiting for them to come back to us uh, with the answers. The age appropriate scavenger hunts, of course, you need to make them interesting for the younger kids for elementary school, preschool, elementary school, and then all the way up to teenagers making the questions even more like kind of escape room questions. Um, towards the upper end of of that scale. And the whole family gets involved. And the idea is to get kids interested and excited about what they're seeing. And sometimes when you go to monuments, even as adults, we get overwhelmed by what we're seeing because there's so much detail. Just I'm thinking about Gaudi's Sagrada Familia, his almost finished church. Yeah. I like to put a positive spin on that. Yeah, should be done. <laughs> 2026 is the completion date. You get there, you're just so overwhelmed. And so I think by pulling out the important parts and, and guiding uh, children's focus towards those uh, important points makes it more interesting for them. And I think it, that the idea of our tours is not that it's a monologue, not that it's boring, not that we're overloading you with dates. No, it's about seeing the city in a fun way with someone who's a friend or at least friendly, yeah, and can communicate, really connect with you and with your kids. 
total aside here, but it, I'll bring it back and I'll show you why it's relevant in a second. My kids love the Captain Underpants movie. And there's a scene in there where the teacher's standing up in front of the class and she says, memorize these dates, 1635, 17, but with no context. And it just made, you made me think about that, how you're, you're the complete opposite of that, making all that history really come alive and giving meaning and context to it in a way that kids can understand. I think it's beautiful and I, I really appreciate what you're doing there. And wh- one thing I remember traveling as a kid and what, something that I really hope to my kids will experience as well is seeing other kids and interacting with, with local children in their travels. Tell me about just the experiences that kids will have interacting with the local children in Barcelona. So we um, we're now starting um, some uh, really fun programs, um, which I think will get kids more in touch with uh, the locals. Um, part of that is actually um, having families go in and help in uh, in a soup kitchen that is directed towards families. Um, also, getting um, kids into schools, but. You know what the international language is in Europe? It's soccer. I was going to guess soccer. That was going to absolutely be my guess. I love that. You know, all you need is the soccer ball and there are loads of parks. Anywhere there's an outdoor space in Barcelona, kids will be playing soccer there. And so you want your kids to interact with the locals. There are a couple of hot spots in the city where you're going to see a lot of kids especially when school finishes 4.35 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and any kids can make friends with other, other kids quite easily, I think, as long as the, you have that soccer ball as the currency of the conversation. Yeah. I love currency of the conversation. I love that. Well, and that's just such a huge maybe undervalued aspect of travel, particularly international travel with kids. It's more than just you know seeing the sights and the history, but interacting with other people and on their own terms, on their own turf, and just fig- it's just it's so powerful. And the lessons that you take away from that, there's really no downside to it, in my opinion. It just is so powerful and such a such a great help as you as you grow. Let's talk. Let's talk food. Let's talk food, particularly again yeah. Spanish food and and families. What has been your experience with your American clients and Spanish food? I think that people are um, pleasantly surprised when they come to to Spain. Um, Spanish food is not spicy. It's uh, lots of fruits and vegetables. And there are pretty basic dishes that are typical um, uh, across every menu. And kids always find something that they like. Having said that, there are restaurants that are more family friendly than other other ones just based on their menu. But at any restaurant in Spain, because it's such a family country, restaurants are happy to make your kids what it is that they're going to eat. Yeah, they're in that stage where they're just doing the pasta. You're going to get pasta for them. Yeah, because people don't leave their kids at home with babysitters here. They take them with them when they go out. Is when we think American kids and their tastes, we often think you know macaroni and cheese, hot dogs. For Spanish kids, local Spanish kids, what's what is their macaroni and cheese? What is their hot dog? What's that go to food for Spanish kids? So I think one of the the definite go tos is a tortilla de patata. Nothing to do with the South American or the Mexican tortilla. This is actually a frittata. It's more or less a frittata with hash browns inside of it. Um, so as long as your kids like potatoes and eggs, that's a great go-to and highly recommendable dish. Yeah, uh, Patatas bravas, French fries with a, a garlic mayonnaise sauce. Yeah, um, And you can ask for the sauce on the side. Yeah, that's always um, a big hit. Roast chickens, they love that. And 
I think most kids do too. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's get into a couple other the activities. Mm-hmm. A couple of things you brought up, but when we chatted before this interview, one of them was cooking workshops. Tell me about that. That's so much fun. Um, so the man who runs our cooking workshops, he's a father himself. He has two boys who are um, now eight and nine, almost 10. And you meet him at the food market, one of the 39 fresh food markets we have in the city. We generally go to the oldest one, to the Bocardia market. And there, along with him, you choose what you're going to cook. So everything is customized to you. You buy the ingredients. And then um, you take a taxi and you head up into the hills of the city to his house. And, um, and you cook the meal together. And he's fantastic because even three-year-olds get a job in helping cook the meal. Yeah. So, um, and then you sit down, you enjoy the meal all together. A lot of times his wife and his boys come back towards the end of the meal. So kids have a, a chance to hang out with his kids and it's a really nice, very authentic experience, very unique. I, I've traveled a, quite a bit in my life, Nancy. I've never heard of anything quite like what you just described. Did he, did he invent this, this activity? It sounds incredible. He, he invented it and together we fine, fine tuned to the whole experience into being what we hope is a nice smooth machine. Yeah. I love that. So, okay. So we talked cooking workshops. Let's slide over a very similar topic. You said chocolate making workshops. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chocolate making workshops. Absolutely. Um, chocolate's a big deal uh, in Spain, especially here in, in Barcelona, um, being a port city. And uh, of course, Spain having had so many uh, colonies, so much territory in Central and South America where cocoa's grown. And it was considered such a great luxury good. So we even have a chocolate museum, which is fantastic. Your ticket is actually a chocolate bar, which makes it all worth a while just there, in my opinion. And so you go and you have a a small tour of the museum. So kids understand where the cocoa actually comes from. And then you have a a workshop because the pastry school of uh, Barcelona is actually attached to the chocolate museum. So you go into their kitchens and kids can uh, make, or the whole family can make chocolate lollipops, and they can actually make uh, small sort of chocolate designs as well. They can draw with the chocolate. And the workshop depends on the age of the kids and kind of what they're looking for. What I'm taking away from this is if you have children who like to cook, especially like to eat, and parents who like to eat, you're going to have plenty to do in Barcelona. You are not going to be disappointed. You will not. You put something else on the list that has nothing to do with food, nothing to do with chocolate or cooking. Mm-hmm. Fishing for plastic. No idea what that's all about, but I'm I'm sure you're going to fill us in. Fishing for plastic. What's it all about? Well, um, this actually has come from uh, the love that I have for the sea and um, the love that uh, the skipper who does our sailing excursions has for the sea and this huge amount of plastic that sadly we're seeing in the sea all around the world. And the idea is that you go out on a fishing uh, trip in the morning, um, you go out on the sailboat, and you're literally fishing for plastic in the sea, because you oftentimes run across uh, trash that people have thrown into the sea or that's ended up there. And you fish out uh, plastic, you bring it back, and down at the port after you have lunch, 
then families can create their own lamp from the recycled plastic. Yeah, we have a, a whole stock of recycled plastic from past fishing trips, plus whatever they've fished out themselves. There's a whole lot of of innovation going on over there in Barcelona between like the, you know, the shopping and the cooking and the, the fishing for plat. Not just fishing for it, but then repurposing it. That's that's one of the cooler things I've come across. Again, that's the first that's the first I've ever heard of. Of an, of an activity like that, especially one that's geared towards kids. I think it's pretty special and you got a great thing going on over there. So before we wrap up, uh, Barcelona to me, at least in my mind, it feels like a summer destination, but we all know that there's plenty to do in other seasons, particularly in, in the wintertime around Christmas time. What's, what's it like in Barcelona in the winter? In the winter, definitely um, people coming from the East coast of the U.S., uh, you could spot them a mile away in the winter because they're wearing just like a fleece, yeah, uh, just a, a thin jacket. Everyone else is wrapped up in down coats and hats. <laughs> <laughs> it is not that cold here in the winter. It's absolutely true. Um, it's uh, sort of 40s during the day, um, maybe upper 30s at night. We can even get into the 50s and, and 60s. It's a great time to come because... I think one thing that we forget about when we're going to go on a cultural vacation to a city is that you're going to be out and about walking around doing things. Yeah. And we're not so used to that in the U S we're used to getting into our cars, driving, going, getting the closest parking spot and going straight in. Um, so in the winter time when it's not so hot, it really makes for a great time to get out and see things, walk around the city. There are less people, um, visiting as well. So you'll notice lower prices for hotels, easier availability of entrance tickets, et cetera. Yeah. Well, and those are two inc- incredibly important points to make. So I don't want to breeze over them. Smaller crowds and lower prices. That's absolutely huge. And I really encourage parents out there to, to think outside the box in terms of when, when we're planning our trips, because you know the summer I realize the summer is the easiest time, but it's definitely not the cheapest. And that's when the crowds go. Everybody else is going during the summer. So consider places like Barcelona and other international destinations during that precious winter break, because you can really get a lot more for your buck and get this, get a lot more space to yourself without the crowds. Absolutely. And Barcelona is a great destination from the East Coast. To, you People want to come for a week, that week between Christmas and New Year's or thing, even around Thanksgiving. It's a perfect amount of time to spend in Barcelona. And there's so much to do and so much to see. It's almost impossible to get bored. Impossible to get bored, which when you have kids, that's a bold statement, Nancy. It is. <laughs> I might have to take that one back in the future. I'm going to get emails from parents. <laughs> no, no, we'll put it in there. I'll stand behind you on this one. Okay. Thank you very much, Aaron. I appreciate that. Solidarity. My pleasure. We've been chatting with Nancy Dom Daly from Enchanting Barcelona Tours, which you can find at enchantingbarcelonatours.com. Nancy, give us one last parting piece of advice little wisdom for families thinking about traveling to Barcelona. Plan early. Barcelona can get filled up. That means hotel prices go up. If you're traveling with more than one kid, bypass hotels and go straight to apartments. I'm so happy to see that here in Barcelona, we have really nice range uh, from five stars down to three star hotels that now have apartment accommodation, which is perfect. It's less expensive gives you more space. You've got that kitchen, whether you have 
hungry toddlers or hungry teenagers, yeah, you've got that that kitchen space. You can go to a local market, put things in the refrigerator, and and it just makes everyone's life easier. Excellent. Well, and no one leaves Barcelona hungry. At least that's not what it sounds like from <laughs> no. all the food activities. Nancy Dom Daly, EnchantingBarcelonaTours.com. Really appreciate you taking some time today on Family Travel Radio. Thank you so much, Aaron. It's been a pleasure. All right, my friend, I really hope you enjoyed talking Barcelona with us today on Family Travel Radio. Special thanks to Sarah in Brooklyn, New York. Thank you, Sarah, for being our guest announcer on this episode. All the notes, of course, for every episode of Family Travel Radio are available at familytravel.org slash radio. We will see you next week, my friend. This is Aaron Schlein for Family Travel Radio, and I am signing off.